Welcome to Working for Women, the independent women's forum podcast, where we are changing the conversation about women and public policy for the better. Hello, my name is Carrie Lucas, president of the Independent Women's Forum. Today, net neutrality rules expire. That means that and putting an end to Obama-era regulations on the Internet. Now, you may have seen headlines a lot about this. A lot has been made of net neutrality, and people are, are scared, not sure what this, this means in terms of Internet freedom. And so here with me today, I'm so excited to have IWF's senior policy analyst, Patrice Anruka, and she's going to explain what the end of net neutrality really means. Uh, Patrice, thank you so much for coming on. Oh, it's always a pleasure. This week, there is an end to the net neutrality regulations that were put in place by the Obama administration. And now there's you know, headlines in the New York Times and Washington Post that are really creating, suggesting that this is um, that people have a lot to be worried about. So can you first kind of give us a background on what net neutrality is and, and how we got to this, this position? Sure. So net neutrality, really simple terms, are regulations on how companies who give us our internet access, how they operate. Um, they were passed in 2015 under President Obama's administration. And the idea is that every person should have equal access to the internet, <laughs> to content on the internet. Um, and that companies like broadband companies, you know, think of your Verizon um, or your Comcast, that they can't do things um, when it comes to business. Like they can't, um, you know, throttle or, or block certain content that comes to your, your, your phone or your, your computer. Um, there are also rules around ensuring that they can't allow certain people to pay more for faster access. You know, they call them fast lanes, so to speak. Um, and then it, the, the rules really, though, gave a lot of uh, regulatory um, power to the Federal Communications Commission, the FCC. Now, before that, the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, really was the federal agency that had oversight in this area when it, when it came to anti-competitive practices by businesses um, and ensuring that there are privacy rules for consumers. So you had this new FCC under the Obama administration pretty much take power and control over the Internet um, and, and considering it kind of like a, 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 um, a utility uh, to be able to do so. And so now you've got these new rules that are in place. Um, and so the new Trump administration with the new FCC chairman under Ajit Pai said, hey, wait a minute. Um, the Internet was free and open before 2015. Um, and under that light regulatory approach, you know, the Internet flourished. We got YouTube and Facebook and Twitter. Um, you know, people can sell on Etsy and Amazon and build Instagram fortunes um, without any sort of government regulation. So why do we need it? Um, and so that's where that's where we so the FCC under the Trump administration said, let's repeal these rules and let's go back to a lighter regulatory touch. Um, and that's what we're having. That's what we're seeing today. Yeah, no, that's I, that's I feel like that's a really important um, important point. This idea that we're going back to an era that wasn't wasn't that long ago. Now, were were there real examples? Like, was were, were there problems with people kind of discriminating against some some content that that motivated the um, Obama era rules? What was what was the impetus for it? Did they have to crack down on on some bad behavior? Well, that's the interesting part. There really weren't any examples of, of harm done to consumers. Um, it was, this is really more of a preemptive uh, strategy. To, so to ensure that in the future, companies wouldn't do anything like throttle content or, or block certain content. Um, and, and let's just put this in some context, Carrie. I mean, we're talking about 
your Comcast and your Verizon to, you know, provide that internet access to homes and, and phones. Um, and, and then you've got the internet companies who create a ton of content, you know, think of your YouTube videos, your Facebook posts, your Twitter and your Instagram. So they're providing, they're, they're actually allowed creating platforms for people to create lots of content. Well, as some of these broadband companies start to get into the, the business of creating content like movies and television, I think there's fear um, on, on the part of some internet companies that, hey, wait a minute, maybe you know, the access to my websites will, will suddenly be blocked or maybe have lesser priority. But we still haven't had any examples of that happen. So this is really, like I said, just a preemptive um, strike or, or a way to, to head that off. That doesn't necessarily mean that, that now that the internet, the internet uh, neutrality is gone, that we're going to see this at all. I actually think it's not a, it's not a smart business move for, for companies, uh, broadband companies, to do any of these practices because the heat will be on them. Yeah. No. So for if you if you're somebody, let's say you're a woman running a small business on on Etsy or through Amazon or, or something like that, or um, what is your was your world changed today? What is it? What does this mean for you? The fact that the the net neutrality is gone. Does anything? Did they have new concerns or is it something they have to do differently? No. You're you're actually. I mean, I woke up this morning. I checked Facebook and Twitter. I logged on with no problems. I had no delays. And and most people will probably not have any delays related to the end of net neutrality rules. Now, if they didn't pay their bills, that's another story. <laughs> but but there there is really <laughs> no change. Exactly. There's really no uh, no change that we're that we're expecting to see. Um. Now, the end of net neutrality rules, the 2015 rules doesn't mean that there's going to be no regulation at all. Um, what the FCC has done, though, is that they've implemented their own kind of uh, new, it's called the Restoring Internet Freedom Order. And that just simply says they're going back to a lighter regulatory touch, where they're giving back control and oversight on, on companies um, back to the FTC, where it originally um, was. And, and really, the FTC is the, the privacy beat, uh, privacy cop, so to speak, for, for consumers. That's where you can actually get some sort of um, uh, remedy in case there are examples of, you know, companies blocking or throttling. Um, the, the FCC also, as part of their order, says that, you know, companies do, if they, if they engage in any sort of practices, have to disclose that. And they can open themselves, obviously, up for, um, for fines and penalties if they do. So as a consumer or as a producer, as a seller on Etsy, you shouldn't have to worry about anything today or tomorrow with the, the, the repeal and the end of net neutrality. Okay. Yeah, that's good. To, that's good to hear. Now, is this um, obviously uh, this is partially this change, as, as you said, this is due to um, a new administration. Is there anything, do, do people have to worry that net neutrality is going to come back? Is there something that Congress could do? Or is this something that um, an, another administration could, could bring back? What is, what do you think the, the future looks like when it comes to these, this, this specific regulation? Well, now here's the funny part. While the FCC's net neutrality rules are dead, this is not the end of the story. Um, at the federal level, I think this is really where Congress can come into play. And there have been some bills floating around Congress um, that would um, uh, kind of enshrine in law that, you know, there, sh there should be certain protections for consumers when it comes to Internet access. Um, we haven't seen anything passed, though, in law in Congress. So really, this is the purview of Congress to decide what an open and free Internet should look like and how you achieve that. And we may see some movement on that. Not certain. The really big battles, though, are going to occur um, in the courtroom and in the states. 
Uh, we've got a couple of uh, pending federal cases, including one uh, they, uh, that that's um, hopefully the Supreme Court will be will take up this issue. That's what you know some proponents of net neutrality want for the Supreme Court to to weigh in and preserve these rules. So we'll see if that happens. Um, the states also. You've seen states, uh, about 29 states have introduced legislation to protect certain parts of net neutrality in their state. Uh, and we have a few states that actually have passed um, net neutrality rules uh, in their, they've enacted some executive orders. So states like New Jersey and New York and, and Hawaii, for example. Um, I think we'll continue to see this uh, this issue bubble up at the state level. But I want to bring in just like the political aspect of this. Um, I think we see progressives and, and people on the left who think this is a really good moment mobilizing issue to get millennials to the polls in 2018. So you, so you will continue to hear about net neutrality, the repeal of it, and what it means. I do think, though, the proof is in the pudding. And if people's lives continue as usual, and you can get on Facebook and Instagram just like you always did with no issues, then it's going to be really hard to to explain why we actually needed these rules in the first place. Yeah, well, that's that's really interesting. And, and you're right. The new era starts today. And so we will see um, what the, if these regulations were, were really <laughs> necessary. Um, well, Patricio, thank you so much for breaking down this you know, this complicated issue and, and putting some of those um, um, unfounded fears in, in context and giving people a little bit of reassurance. Um, I'll remind people there's a, we, um, I, there's a new blog. Uh, Patrice just wrote a great blog on that IWF.org. It's called Net Neutrality Ends Today. Here's why it's not the end of the world. Um, so thank you so much for that, Patrice. To our listeners, you know, thanks for joining us. Share this with your friends and don't forget to like and rate this podcast on iTunes so others can discover our conversations. And don't forget to, um, to check IWF.org for more background issues and analysis. Um, at, at come to IWF.org where all issues are women's issues. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, please give it a thumbs up, share it on social media, or stop by IWF.org for similar content.